Hello and welcome to the Big Film Buffet Snack Edition, where we talk about the things that we are obsessed with in popular culture. I'm Alexi Toliopoulos and with me as always is Jen Fricker. Hello, hello, joined by a galaxy of stars. <laughs> no, I'm just very excited because we have a special guest this week, Alexi. It's exciting when a thing that we're obsessed with in pop culture is a dear friend of ours for a change. We're obsessed with her. Her name <laughs> is Naomi Higgins. You might know her as a very funny comedian. You might know her as one of the writers and stars of Why You Like This, which is about to launch internationally on Netflix, but is about to launch into your hearts right now on the big film podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Naomi Higgins. <laughs> that is the best introduction I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm well. so happy to be here for the snack edition. I like to see myself as a little snack, so I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, darling, let me tell you this, you're a whole dang meal. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to have you here for two reasons. First of all, you're a goddamn delight. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> you are the star of one of like the best new Australian comedies oh, like of on. recent years. Why are you like this? You might have caught it online already on the ABC, but it is about to launch internationally. Yes. How are you feeling about that? I do not think I'm ready. I think in my <laughs> mind, no one's going to watch it, but it will be on Netflix and a lot of people do have that streaming platform. They have you do. heard about this? <laughs> I don't You've know if you guys know Netflix. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really, really excited. Yeah, I hope people like it. It. Some people will not like it, but you know, that's how I live is making some people upset. <laughs> it fuels me, <laughs> pushes me forward. We also wanted to chat to you because, as you were saying, some people might be a bit challenged yes! by <laughs> why you like this. It's uh, it, how would you describe the show to people who haven't seen it? It's about three people in their early 20s who are terrible people who were you know indoctrinated on twitter so live their lives by that kind of moral compass but is entirely warped and selfish so using things to their advantage to get ahead my character is i think trying to be a good person but like the others ends up doing nothing good for anybody and just ruins people's lives that's basically the show <laughs> <laughs> It's so good to have you here as well because Jen and I have been thinking so much about like kind of grubby and funny and irreverent comedy films because we're going to be talking about Good Boys later this week, mm. which I think very much is in that vein of like a new modern take on like, you know, gross out sentimental movies like American Pie. And I think that your show lives so much in like this realm as well. <laughs> I was wondering like what were like the films like that that kind of shaped your comedic sensibility? I think the one film that opened my eyes was probably Mean Girls. <gasps> wow. An absolute Iconic. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written by a woman about women. Can I just say, let me correct you, written by a Greek woman. Okay, okay, okay sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I relate to it as well. <laughs> we love you, Tina Fey. We love Tina Stomach Fey. Tina Fey. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> that was the first time I'd seen a movie that was like about women, but it wasn't like, oh, sisterhood of the traveling pants coming of age. It was like these women, these girls are awful, which mm -hmm. Jen, I'm sure you know yeah. is real life. That's it's the experience. It's so, yeah. <laughs> just showing girls in like all of their horrible, horrible glory, just mm. saying disgusting things, being so mean. And that's definitely an influence on our show. <laughs> I remember watching Mean Girls at a sleepover. I was moving to a new school and my parents had engineered oh my Lord. for me to meet some of the girls from my new school. They and set like, you up on a sleepover play date? Yes. <laughs> and like I was like 15 at the time. No, that's so too old. I know. 
shower. And do you know what? Like, it's such a sign of the times that I was wearing, like, jeans under a dress because I wanted to be uh. Misha Barton. Iconic look of, like, the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these girls were like, yuck. And it was oh. just like... <laughs> so I was experiencing Mean Girls as I was watching it. Oh. Like a 4D cinema experience. Wow. It was crazy. This is immersive <laughs> cinema. This is yeah. what we should be bringing back. Yeah. Bullying and movies about bullying at the same time. Oh, it's better than IMAX. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So did you always want to be working in comedy? No, I didn't know you could. Because <laughs> oh. I grew up in the country, so I would see, like, comedians on TV and I'd be like, that's nice. Time to get my engineering degree, which I did get but haven't really used. Mm. <laughs> and when I realised you could actually do stuff like this, I saw someone doing comedy. I was like, I can do it better than them. And so I did. So I think if you want to get into this stuff, my advice would be find someone successful who you do not respect and that should propel you forward. Oh, like spite? <laughs> not spite, just like, oh, if they can do it. I mean, without naming names, is there someone? Jen Fricker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Naomi, you certainly engineer some wonderful gas. <laughs> ties together. I just love comedy so much. I love making people laugh. It's like the only thing that I find interesting. I honestly have a hard time with dramas. I'm like, oh, what is this? More feelings? <laughs> so that's why I love movies that are just taking the piss. Bridesmaids is another big one for mm. me. Just women being so stupid mm. is my favorite thing. Why do you think culturally there's been such an impact from like these movies like Bridesmaids like Mean Girls and that kind of thing why do you think it's like inspired a whole generation of like new young women to make comedy? Well I think everyone's used to watching stuff with men in it and just like people of colour are used to watching stuff with white people in it so you can relate to it because it's all you're used to so you're like that's funny that's funny and then you see something that you can actually relate to have you ever walked up to a group of girls and realised they were just talking about you like I don't think in the past we've grown up with that stuff that can like hit us in the gut like that whereas movies like Superbad and stuff they're so funny but all that stuff about like dicks and stuff we're laughing but we're not relating to it so then when you finally start seeing stuff that's relatable you're like oh my god Uh, it's like that scene in bridesmaids maya rudolph's character is attempting to cross the road and she doesn't (laughs) quite make it and she shits herself yeah which is so important to the female experience yeah to be wearing a wedding dress and shitting on the street we need the representation (laughs) of women shitting themselves (laughs) finally i saw that i said finally i see myself represented on screen (laughs) i think that's like so much about like what makes those movies work and like those irreverent comedies like that because it's all about like that comedic gap right like that gap in perspective where you know Maya Rudolph was dressed like in her bridal gown basically <laughs> the most beautiful she'll ever look and then she's going through the most horrendous thing that's going <laughs> to ever happen to her I think that why you like this does that so well in the same way like playing with that comedic gap of like these people that are really quite nasty and selfish <laughs> but then like their whole persona and what they want to be perceived as is like very like woke or generous allies and stuff, but they use everything for their own self gain. And I think it's such a like marvelous way to like twist like this new trope and like have had a whole new aspect of comedy. Yeah, I think sometimes they get a bit uncomfortable about that. Like one of their main characters is South Asian and she is by far the worst of the three. And I've seen white people be like, it just seems kind of bad to paint like the brown person is bad. And I'm like, actually, you know, if you hum who wrote on this show with me, 
She is also a terrible person, so that mm-hmm. kind of representation is important, and mm-hmm. that is why we need more diversity. We need <laughs> more awful minorities on screen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can all attest to that. We're all close with hum. Yeah, she scares me all the time. She's very terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of comedies, like, is there a movie that you can return to every time? Oh, my God. Any, like, rom-com I can do. Mm. And I think that is definitely rooted in it being, A, nostalgic. But, B, I realised recently it's like, oh, they're all about women. Like, that's why I was like, why do I like rom-coms? And it's like, for ages, they were, like, basically the only movies being made about women. Actually, a good one that isn't starring a woman, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, always Mm. makes me laugh every time. I think people forget that Jason Segel wrote... That movie, he's so good. I think so too. The five-year engagement was so long ago. Bring him back as a romantic lead. <laughs> I didn't watch that one. I'm like, Where's the Jason Segel scripts? I'm not watching them, but I want more. He needs to keep going. We'll find him eventually. But I love that movie. I remember watching that movie at home and my stepdad walking in the room twice and the two moments he walked in were both mm-hmm. of the moments where Jason Segel had his dick out. <laughs> Both mm. times he walked in and I was like, it's not, it, This there's more to the film. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you as a fan of Forgetting Sarah Marshall myself, how disappointed I was in the sequel because it's called Get Him to the Greek and oh, the Greek yes. is a freaking theatre. I thought the Greek was going to be some cool, handsome guy, but the Greek <laughs> was a freaking theatre. I'm so sorry. That is Greek baiting. Yeah. Exactly. I was walked into the cinema expecting something and I go in, there's no Hellenic representation whatsoever. Big fat Greek wedding three is what we need. Oh Absolutely. There needs to be one every 15 years. That's what I want. <laughs> A star is born, but Greek. (laughs) (laughs) Would you call Mamma Mia Greek representation, Alexi? You know what? I would actually consider that as Greek baiting as well. Wow. There's no major Greek characters in it. They're all your Meryl Streeps and stuff. They chuck a Neovardalos in there. Put Olympia Dukakis in there. Someone. Mm -hmm. Put me. I'll do it. (laughs) Is this why you love looking for Ella Brandy? Absolutely, because it's real, (laughs) dude. That's the real stuff. Hell yeah. (laughs) Is there a moment from why you like this that people have been responding with that you've been quite surprised by? Well, one that is polarising is if we're talking about gross-out humour, there's an episode that is just Mia, one of the characters. Her moon cup gets stuck. And it's been a little polarising. <laughs> Mostly it's women being like, oh, my God, this is so funny. This happened to me. This happened to my friend. And then old men in newspapers being like, they're relying on gross-out humour. And not that I, like, have anything against gross-out humour, but you weren't trying to do gross-out humour. We just get periods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they were like, that. It's yucky. And I'm like, <laughs> my God, you're going to hate any woman. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the people who have periods have been responding to that part <laughs> really, really well because, you know, it's a universal experience, I think, to get something lost in your vagina mm. and just be like, what do I do now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alexi, it's real and you need to get across it. You need to grow up okay. and you need to wake up. I'm going to stop writing all those articles about that one scene (laughs) and how much it terrifies me and scares me. But I would agree that's actually probably my favourite part of the whole series because I'm like, yeah, this is sick. This is cool, new gross-out humour. And you know what? I'm a little grub that lives in the mud. I love gross-out (laughs) humour. What's your favourite gross-out comedy, Lexi? 
Oh, my lords. Okay. It absolutely is American pie. I wow. cannot help it, but I simply adore American Pie. I love every grubby moment of it. I've read the screenplay at least three times because <laughs> I think it's like one of the best comedies ever written because it has all that grubby stuff, but it's also super sincere and sentimental and sweet. And every character has a complete arc. I'm going to start crying talking about how much I love American Pie. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever seen American Pie because my parents <sighs> wouldn't let me when I was a kid. Yeah. And I've oh only seen God. the scene where he's having sex with a pie. Naomi, don't worry. One day you and I were going to chuck on American Pie. I'll do a super presentation. I'll put a lecture on at the start of it saying how much it's important to grub culture. (laughs) I assume that's how every film experience goes when you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Jen. (laughs) Jen, what about you? What's your one? Oh, man. I don't know if it's my favourite. I just have ones that I watched a lot growing up and they were always weird. Like, I feel like American Pie was always out at the DVD, mm-hmm. like, rental place. So I got, like, Euro Trip, which oh, is, like... Oh, that oh is a Lord. gross one. It's so mm. gross. And it's, like, a spin-off of Road Trip, which was also terrible. Not another teen movie. I, like, loved these films. Like, we yeah. ended up buying them on DVD because... They would always get a spin. And I just remember Not Another Teen Movie with, like, a pre-fame Chris Evans. And he has Mm -hmm. a banana in his butt. And, like, he's covered in whipped cream. I'm like, it's crazy now. He's Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) That's America's ass. Yeah. With a banana in it. What do you think about, like, sincerity in, like, teen movies now? Because I feel like we've got movies like Booksmart and Lady Bird and stuff like that, which are beautiful films that I really love, but they do seem like such a far cry. Like, do you think that kind of pure teen gross out will ever come back? Oh, do we need it? Yeah. Blockers was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Blockers it did rocks. have a little bit of earnestness in it. But, yeah, I think there's definitely always always room for that stuff. I don't think that's ever going to end because I also think that like teenagers are always finding new ways to be disgusting. It's always going to be a fresh new voice in teenagers just being so gross. Yeah. Oh God, they're disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) And terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's been so fun talking about like kind of gross out humor and stuff at the moment because we're going to be talking about a very fun, fresh new gross out comedy that is very sentimental. It's coming out on Netflix this weekend. It is Good Boys, and I can't wait to chat to you about it, Jen. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. And also, I can't wait for the rest of the world to experience Why Are You Like This, <gasps> starring friend of the pod. Writer, actor, friend of the pod. <laughs> no, Higgins, thank you so much for joining us on The Big Film Buffet. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. I love you guys. I love Netflix. They gave me a TV show. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie? Maybe it is not another teen movie. And uh, M- Matt Damon's in it in like a band, and they play that oh song Scotty doesn't know. That's Euro, That's Euro trip. trip. Oh my god! That's Euro yeah. trip. It's the one good scene in Euro I was trip. Bring that Matt up. Damon's oh a skinhead. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah, Scotty doesn't know. That's why he goes on the Euro trip because he didn't know. That's Scotty. Oh god. <laughs> That's the whole point of the Euro trip coming together in a fabulous cameo. Matt Damon <laughs> had an Oscar at that point. Whoa. 